So hello everybody, Tuber Jugend Radio is going to place, it's going to place all places. Um, if you guys might remember four years ago, uh, we did an MVP and most valuable patch. Tuber Jugend Scumla Homie. Oh, Scumla Homie, yeah. You were my Scumla Homie. <laughs> Scumla Homie. Yeah. And um, I came back. I came back to the guy who gave it to me. I'm very thankful for that. Um, here is uh, Tuber Houston from Tuber Jugend Scumla Homie sitting with me on a red couch. In Oklahoma City, with a fan going on in the background. So, uh, if you guys are disturbed, that's a fan because it's very hot outside. It's hot as fuck, and it's a hot city, as I just found out. <laughs> it is. So, um, yeah, tell me about. Uh, um, I mean, nobody ever go or not nobody ever, but you, you are you questioning it? Are you getting lots of tourists visitors and tourists out here? Not a ton. We like. We have developed a bit of a reputation for people coming through and having a good time. So, like, if you come, you will enjoy it and you will see why. But uh, we don't get a lot. We see mostly members from touring bands. The mighty Chuck Maple was in town a couple weeks ago. We showed him a pretty good time. But uh, we see the fellas from Turbogan Albuquerque, the guys from Russian Girlfriends, Colin and Ian. Those Russian fools. Girlfriends? Yeah. That from that's their band, that's their band oh, okay. that they play in. And uh, I see that... The MF Ruckus guys from Denver come through a lot. So, like, Ian, or not Ian, Tony, mm-hmm. Aaron, Logan, all of those boys, they uh, have been coming through Oklahoma City for a long time. And uh, So, what's, what's, your, what's your nearest chapter outside of Oklahoma City? Um, Would that be so Dallas? There's a chapter in Norman that started a really long time Norman ago. Norman is in Oklahoma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a college town where Oklahoma University is, mm-hmm. just maybe 15, 20 minutes south of here. But uh, closer than that would, yeah, it would be like the Swiss Street Orphans in Dallas. Okay, so it's a band? Uh, Swiss, it you? That's the name of their chapter, is the Swiss Street. Why is that? Um, I don't know, and I'm pretty is it sure John, Johnny told me one time, but I was very drunk. Okay, so we can we should be yeah, keep that keep that for one of the next episodes, or maybe you can comment on the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and then Black Rage, James Five, he was living up in Tulsa for a while. But he's kind of like a satellite member. That dude's all over the world. Um, so, yeah, we're off the beaten path a little bit, so to speak. Denver? But Denver's also... If you fly to Denver from here. Yeah. You cannot drive. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, it's about a 10-hour drive. Mm-hmm. We make it from time to time because it's, you know... Maybe you forget to take some weed out of the car on the way back. Who knows? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, as you were mentioning, you've got... Um, Kind of, kind of, you a few bands coming through Oklahoma City. Is Oklahoma City a rock and roll town? Yes and no. We like. There's a lot of rock and rollers here, but uh, there's a pretty small amount of venues. There's not a ton of places for it. So what'll happen was bands come through, and it'll be a smaller crowd than they're used to. But then afterwards, like, if you were good. 75% of the people in the audience are going to come be like, hey, you guys were real nice. We thought you were great. Mm-hmm. Can we buy a CD or something? Y'all got T-shirts? So it's like, it can be hard to get a crowd out, but we have very responsive audiences, and, and people are mostly very good. You, you say that you don't have any, too many clubs. How big is Oklahoma City? Um, I think we have like one and a half million people. I mean, this is a big city. Oh, this it, is not a yeah. In terms of a small, I mean, I, I, I don't know if people from from abroad listen to it. They think of pro- maybe they're not familiar and think Oklahoma City is like a twenty thousand or ten thousand or two thousand uh, people uh, city. It's yeah. not. It's a, over a million. Yeah, it's over a million people, but uh, we're incredibly spread out. You can drive 
you know, I mean, 10 miles across the city back and forth and still be in Oklahoma City proper. Mm. So it's like, it's very spread out. What would you say is the, is the, is the reputation of the city uh, cultural as uh, well, or in general in, in, in the States? What is Oklahoma City famous for? Uh, well, a real piece of shit blew up a building downtown in oh, the yeah. mid-90s. Mm. That's uh, what we were famous for for a very long time. Um, and that was a unique and sad incident. I was very young when it happened, but it uh, brought our city together in a lot of ways. And it's something that is like definitely ingrained in the culture of our town. But um, beyond that, in the past 10 years or so, it's been the Oklahoma City Thunder. We got an NBA team, Russell Westbrook, Point Godzilla. The <laughs> best. <laughs> any, any, any famous persons or bands from the, from the, um, from, 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 from town? The Flaming Lips are from Oklahoma City and Wayne Coyne is a giant cunt. <laughs> I, I, sorry to break anyone's heart. It was a Flaming Lips fan. They've got some albums that I enjoy. But uh, a few years ago, he got divorced, started coming out to the bars and acting like a dickhead all the time. So yeah. not a lot of love for Wayne Coyne there. Um, but uh, Red City Radio is from Oklahoma City, and uh, they do a lot of European tours and stuff. And uh, those are some real good boys, good friends of all of ours. And uh, Garth Brooks is from Oklahoma, Reba McIntyre. Garth, Garth Brooks is a country singer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know him because the, I like, yes, I like, yes, I like country because I'm open-minded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like arena country. Yeah. But, he uh, sounds out everything. Yeah. So you wouldn't say it's, it's a classic rock and roll city, but still it's, I mean, I've been, I spent one day here today. So it's, it's a, yeah. it's a very nice city. Uh, it's, it's, is it a cowboy city? To some extent. There's a lot of cowboys around, but there's a lot more people just wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> for fashion yeah, yeah. reason I mean yeah me shit I like wearing cowboy boots it looks As cool you do, yeah <laughs> but um, I don't know we've got like a, a stockyards area where there's a bunch of steakhouses and we're mostly in oil city it's more like it. it's uh, people that wish they were cowboys that are in the oil industry dressing like cowboys oh okay but uh, it's like Dallas North yeah kind of uh -huh. oh that, <laughs> that hurts me to say it but yes to some extent it is yeah. we're, we're Texas's hat We're the, <laughs> we're Texas's hat. Okay. So or, or Texas is Oklahoma's beard. I don't know. They could go either that's way. That's what they say. <laughs> How about the gay community? I mean, being a Jugend, we all obviously have to address the, the, the open-mindedness of people here. Is it, yeah. is it a, a very conservative or is it liberal town? Um, it depends here in the city. You know, it's always a case by case basis. There's a lot of assholes, but there are definitely, uh, We have the whole area on 39th Street that we call the Gay Strip. There's plenty of gay bars that's been there uh, thriving for a really long time. That's every year the Pride Parade goes through town and ends there on 39th Street. And uh, there's another bar called the Hilo Club that a couple of us work at. It's been open since the mid-50s, 1956. And uh, there's been drag shows there for years and years and years. And uh, it was kind of like a hideout safe haven for gays in Oklahoma for a very long time. And then um, in the 90s, that place ended up being, it was it was a gay bar, and it would also be full of punks. And uh, it'd be and, a lot and of punks. Eventually, in, in, of, in, the, in the early 90s, this was where Toby Eugen was originally found. Toby yeah, Eugen was originally yeah, I founded. Guess around in this time. And we got the denim, the cowboy denim. So what uh, everybody does not know, if, if, 
what we can reveal right now is that the Trooper Jugend was founded in the early, early 90s, in 1990, right in uh, Oklahoma City. <laughs> in, in that, in, and they, met, they probably met in the Golden Dome. Right. Oh, man. So, so tell, tell us about the Golden Dome. All right. The Golden Dome is a big, gold, shiny building that Danny got very excited about whenever we drove Literally. past today. <laughs> and um, it's an old geodesic dome built in, like, 1958. And there hasn't been anything in there in a couple of years, so it's starting to look kind of shitty and tarnished. And it's definitely something that stands out. It would be the perfect gay version, gay Liberace-esque version of the Astrodome, who's familiar with that, <laughs> yeah. or the Kingdome in Seattle. I'm a baseball person, so I know my shit. Yeah. But it's it, it would be the perfect... Actually, it would be the perfect place to have a, uh, a U.S. Well to be. You can talk. It's in the middle of the country, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. It's... Flights go from all over, at least the states there. Yeah, it's very cheap right? to get it's here. It's cheap in the to get here. People are nice. You have the Golden Dome, where yeah. there's no other, there's no better place to have an indoor festival than the Golden Dome for the two of <laughs> And I'll post a picture on the Facebook page. So why don't you lobby for that? I'll have to see about that. We've got a big party coming up um, in July. Let me get the exact date pulled up here. A two of party, that is. Yeah. Um, We've done it almost every year for a few years now. It's the uh, Scumlahoma Crystal Meth Cookoff, and that's just that's a, a good name. That's <laughs> Crystal Meth is very popular in Oklahoma City, so that's where we pulled the name from. But um, <laughs> okay. we've, we've had in this, July, okay? Yeah, it's July twenty seventh. So yeah, that's, say, that's one week before about two being in Hamburg. So it's going to well, be a, it's be a tough sell for of, some folks. Yeah, but all, <laughs> all of you got of you um, chat setters and yeah. uh, get in your private planes and come to Oklahoma yeah. City and get, get get yourself warmed up warmed up forever. Yeah, if you're within 10 hours, gas up the tank. But yeah. um, it's going to be a great all-day party. We're going to have some bands. It's uh in the backyard. So uh, it's not at the Golden Dome. It's not at the Golden Dome. Not not, yet. not until next year. Yeah. We're doing the pre-sale tickets. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be in our member Das Nuge's backyard. We've got a couple of uh, bands coming up from Texas. I don't know if they're all And they play at that yet. party? Yeah. Uh-huh. So we'll be playing outside. We get a noise permit and everything. There's always you have to get a noise permit? Yeah. From the neighborhood? Yeah. You have to run around and have people sign? Uh, we just, you go apply down at the at the city, and then you have to notify the neighbors that something's happening. But it's basically... Could they say no? Um, I don't think so. It's basically like, hey, fuck you, we're going to have a party. And it's gone well. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, we've done that almost every year for four years now, and um, we have a special concoction that we call Death Punch, and it's just like a shitload of Everclear and other delicious stuff. All Everclear? In, yeah. What is <laughs> just, that? Just grain alcohol, like 190 proof. That's what Norwegians alcohol. do, right? Yeah. That's what they drink. Yeah. yeah, is that, I guess, yeah, is that what's in the FACO? Come on, yeah. Yeah. The FACO, okay. FACO. So do you have FACO here? The soda or that drink? No, the, the Fanta, you know, Fanta is, yeah, yeah and, and corn. Corn is that, that Plano. Um, yeah. Well, it's not like super popular, but I've drank stuff like that just but because can, of just, what is laid around. But you around. can make Faco popular. We could. Faco we got Faco, yeah. We got to start uh, taking that one to the streets. But Okay, you have your own drink at the uh, party? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of punch. There's a little bit of a energy drink cocktail in there, almost like a liquid speedball so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet. How many people throw up? And where are they throwing up? Um, we always rent a porta potty or two. We went up What to two porta potty. Uh, it's like a portable toilet. Like the, bl- oh, really? the blue things that you would see at a festival. 
Okay, so in Germany that would be a Dixie Klo, just for as a translation. That's okay. what they call it for some reason a Dixie. Huh. Right? Or is that Austria? But at least in Germany, Dixie. Okay. Cool. So would you put that in a in a in a private place, a Dixie? Yeah, we just park them out in the front yard and uh how much it, I mean, that's organized. That's really, that's a way, we way over. To stay that's on top more, of it, yeah. Yeah, that's more than Germany can ever do. It's I've never a, been in a Kutubian party where they have like public <laughs> toilets. Well, the, the one in the house doesn't always work the greatest and you yep. get lines and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it works great. People always joke about them. And then the day after the party, there's always someone took a shit in it. So it was absolutely worth buying. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was worth having one of those around. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we do that. We'll have some bands and a slip and slide, and it just gets very a slip and slide. Yeah, so like you a know, slide with water on it, and yeah, and you know, are you in di- Vaseline oh. KY jelly? Okay, yeah, that's it. that di- comes handy. Some dish soap, but yeah, just to minimize friction, and then you take off as many clothes or as few as you want. And you go slide it. I think technically, that's uh, that's how course. we that's how we wash our coots. Is it's just dish soap and water. You leave it on and run down the Okay. Thing. So that's then it gets an, a little cleaner. It's, okay. like, it's like a loophole. So, yes, a exactly. loophole, if you will. This is okay, never thought of it. Yeah. But that's a really good way of getting your kuta clean. Yeah, without being like, hey, of course, I, I course, dry clean. Without violating it. the law. You know. I think it's they end up with a lot of liquid on them. <laughs> After mm-hmm. a, even a uh, year. Human liquid? Uh, just all sorts of fluids. And then Not, the kute does. Yeah, the Of kute. course. Yeah. We all know. And, well, sometimes the slip and slide. Mine is salty, know. crusty all the time. <laughs> just flaking. You <laughs> yeah. just stretch on it. It looks like crackling lava. Uh, but, yeah, so you can, like, you can kind of cheat and get your kute a little clean. That's a good point. So, you get it's, it's a private house. You do your party. How many people show up? Oh, man. Uh, we've had shit upwards of 100 in the past. A lot of people from in town. I've had people come through from out of town. That was actually whenever we first met uh, the guys from TJ Denver, uh, the MF Ruckus boys. They came through and we had that big party because it was the first time anyone else from the Turbo Yugen had come to Oklahoma City. And Ex- we were like, external we, visitors. Yeah, mm-hmm. we better try and scare the shit out of them or at least not look foolish. And we partied extremely hard. And you and eat and you barbecue and stuff? Yeah, it's, yeah. Talking about food, is there anything, any food wise, anything that you would uh, recommend? Because we've, we've done this. Frequently downloaded episode about with Tubigan Montreal, <coughs> yeah, and with the poutine. So for some reason, Tubigan is interested in uh, in every everyday life tips, uh, especially when it comes to uh, hangover food. Yeah, I would, do. You have anything in in in, uh, in petto? I would say that our like most popular hangover food that Sunday afternoon goodness uh, would be pho, the Vietnamese soup. There's a huge Vietnamese community in Oklahoma City. And the fine people at Pho Kwong at 30th and Classen. What's the name again? Pho Kwong. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying it right. I give them a lot of money. I hope they'll forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they make the best pho in town. And uh, is, that, is that that fucking law? Phu Kong law? <laughs> That's, we drove by, by a place earlier that has an unintentional pho pun. And it's Pho Kim Long. Which just sounds like fuck him long. It makes me very yeah, happy. Yeah, it's the attitude we're going to after show party. Yeah, which just mean that they fuck him long, fuck him long, long. please, mm-hmm. long at all. But yeah, that's always all of our go-to. Just load it up with a bunch of sriracha, clear out those sinuses if they're stopped up for whatever what is reason. This, what is sinuses for the not uh, so well? So like your nose. What in your, into your nose? Yeah, yeah. If you like have something stuck in your nose, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can get it out with spicy food. Uh huh. No disclaimers. 
I don't know, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing. That's okay. Yeah. So that's that's uh, always very popular with because, us. Because you were mentioning that the community is pretty big here. Yeah. Also, uh, good to know, Oklahomian fact, that you have lots of Vietnamese people here. We do. I wouldn't know. There's a ton of Vietnamese restaurants that are great. And uh, it sucks sometimes. I got We've been very spoiled. Like, I'll be in other cities... And go get some pho there. I'm not naming any names, Denver, but uh, <laughs> Melon. Uh, yeah, but, but Denver has its own cathedrals of culinary cathedrals. They, they do. As we will go in, into details in another episode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you could do a three-parter on Casa Bonita for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I'll go to other cities and get Vietnamese food. And I'm like, what is this shit? And... Uh, I thought it was... We're very spoiled. Uh, okay, so I thought you only ate, ate, ate... Because you're a... For me, you're sort of like a cowboy town, but it, that's might, might be wrong, right? Oklahoma City's not a cowboy town. I mean... We, so I was know, thinking hamburgers. Yeah, we have cowboy types, and yeah, there's plenty of steak and hamburgers. Great. Beautiful beef here in Oklahoma. <laughs> but uh, there's, you know, there's more to us than that. We've got a, a lot going on, and we're a, a fairly multicultural city with mm -hmm. different things to experience. Yeah, that, this is my impression. I spent one ha uh, half a day here, and we had uh, we went into cool bars and yeah. had good beers and had a, a really nice people. So, I mean, I have to say, people in Oklahoma City are especially nice. Yeah, we're all very friendly. Just please don't leave. Please stay and hang yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the reason why you want everybody. Yeah. So um, may maybe a little short history lesson in um, um, in what made Oklahoma City Oklahoma City. What uh, what was the reason for the city? Is it um, an old city? It's not particularly old. Oklahoma didn't become a state until 1907. And so we talked about this a little earlier, but our city is really, really spread out. And the roads are wide because the automobile has always been an intrinsic part mm -hmm. of Oklahoma City. And like whenever, you know, we were hitting our biggest growth period and uh, post-war, right after World War II, it was cars everywhere. And you could just drive no, to where no, you needed no, to be. No walks for pedestrians, basically. Yeah, not a lot of pedestrian stuff. It's a fucking terrible town to ride a bike in. A lot of bike casualties per capita. Uh -huh. So heads up about that if you're coming to visit. Someone will drive you around. We got this. But um, yeah, it's a, but it's, it's, it is a, it's a, it is a very very nice uh, very nice town. It's not not that old, obviously. Yeah, uh, which I did not know. Most of our historical stuff is from the 1950s. <laughs> okay. Even that gold dome that we checked out, it's like 58. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is the best. I mean, I can really, I can only picture that if your, uh, if your summer party, Tobigan party becomes a, a hit, you should eventually have to move it into a gold dome. We just peeked in it. Yeah. And there's nothing in it. There's not nothing in it, literally nothing in it. So it should be able to rent. It's golden. It's a golden dome. Uh, yeah, which could be like. Have Turbo play I mean, here. Golden dome is like a fancy synonym for good head, really. <laughs> yeah, the helmet, the golden <laughs> getting, helmet. Getting that golden dome, man. What That's was it? metal worthy. So okay, we just have to get the band Turbo Negro to play. To play, uh, have they ever yeah. played anywhere close to Oklahoma City? They played Texas a lot Dallas. in the nineties mm -hmm. and I think early two thousands. I'm just a young pup though, so I was not cool enough yet. You could whenever not. this was all happening. Okay, so maybe maybe the golden dome, maybe in a, in a, in the near future, maybe we can get Hank to play. Hank should be up for anything, right? <laughs> I, I, 
you know, maybe we could get a Hank cancellation under our belt. Yeah, that's where we go. Now canceling dates nationwide. Yeah, he just he, he could actually and not like making fun of him, but he couldn't like just invent two shirts and have canceled canceled cancel on Let's put, <laughs> put Oklahoma City on it. Hey, while we're talking about it, there's a great Turbo Yugen band out of Detroit called Against the Grain, and they bought a shitload of merch to go on that tour with Hank in America, and then it got canceled. So if you get a chance, check out Against the Grain on Bandcamp or get on their website. It's great fucking Motor City Speed Rock. They've come through Oklahoma City a bunch of times. They always stay with me. Good, sweet, hardworking rock and roll boys. Go buy some of their shit. We'll post it on the Facebook page as well. They're and great people. It's a very nice and important shout out, shout out to get. They have to get a little, a little tiny bit of their merch off their back. Yeah. And they that's been a while now, but they had some other shit going on. And they've, uh, they're working on a new van transmission right now. And... Uh, great fucking guys but yeah they're sitting on a shitload of merch because okay. they were about to go on this big ass tour yeah i know that didn't happen so uh. but uh also just buy their fucking records because they're great their shit is so good cool the incredible speed rock stuff speed rock's always good so all right so i thank you for your time thank you Truby houston it's great to see you yes hopefully i'll be back I can one thing I'll promise you: if you if you open up the Golden Dome for a two vegan event, <laughs> I'll be happily sliding into that into that door. Oh man! Hey, uh, I got to add something else for everyone, just to get this guilt off of my chest. Um, when Danny messaged me and told me he was going to be coming through Oklahoma City, the last message was uh, me telling him I was going to mail him a patch, like four years ago, and I didn't do it. So just know that if you've ever not done that. You're not alone. And I gave him one today whenever I saw him. It was very nice. It was much more fun with the hug involved. Of course. So, so I, the cycle is closed. <laughs> right? The cycle is closed. I'm sorry. I feel a lot better. It's a big weight off of my shoulders. I'm you're, happy that you have one. You're there. forgiven and you're going to heaven. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> So I traveled all the way to Oklahoma City to meet such a nice guy in his hometown, in the land of the cows, in the land of punk rock, in the land of the Golden Dome. So I, I came back and was thinking about the cream puff, and uh, since the Bengal was not available uh, and my audio slave was not available either, I decided to do the cream puff myself. And I thought about uh, all the nice experiences I had in Texas. And, uh, of course, I, thought, I was thinking country. And uh, no, I'm not going to give you uh, the good old Johnny Cash because this is well-known. Uh, it's not random, but it's well-known and everybody should be familiar with that. So I was uh, thinking and duck in my personal musical archives and I came up with a band that I uh, already featured actually on the podcast and they are so good that I'm gonna be re-featuring them. The band is called The Waltons, just like from the TV series. They are a German band um, and no, they are not doing a traditional German fucked up square dance in the middle of nowhere. No, they are um, from Berlin. Uh, they moved, they uh, moved to Berlin uh, back in the late 80s and were immediately on the 
So in the then famous, now still known fun punk scene, the fun punk scene was a music scene of obviously punk rock, but um, many, many well-known bands from Germany resulted out of this scene, the Totenhosen, Ärzte, Goldene Zitronen, all those bands came from this scene, and within this scene, a little bit of a smaller band, but a very good one, were the Waltons. And um, I just... Uh, As I was researching for the Cream Puff, I just found out that this band is still active and they put out an album last year. Um, and um, so one year ago they were um, putting out a new album. The singer is still the same one with an awesome angel-like uh, perfect voice actually for that kind of music. Um, he's still on the band and they are um, mainly in Germany. They are doing concerts, which is to my personal amazement. And uh, at the end of the year, they will be playing in, I think, Lübe in Lübeck, in the northern part of Germany, where they are always doing their Christmas concert, but also in Cologne. So um, I'm really happy to get to see them in the end of the year. Their music, yes, it's a mixture. It's a weird and very unique mixture of uh, country and punk. They call the music cowpunk, and it's pretty much exactly what cow punk sounds like and should sound like it is a um it's they also played in wacken so it, they are not too far away from from uh, uh metal music so i would strongly invite everybody suggest and invite everybody to stay tuned and listen to the waltons from uh, berlin uh, the song i um i picked is called the devil's face it's an awesome song i have to say it's it's gonna be one of the best song songs in this genre if this there is a genre called cowpunk but it's it's gotta be one of the best songs at least the band the waltons did it's a band of my heart i truly uh, can uh, i can truly recommend them go ahead and uh, for the german jugends go ahead and see them um injure it live or get at least the city doesn't cost anything but get the city get the old cities from the 80s they're also very very good the truck me harder cd is a very good one But also the last one, the Back in the Saddle and uh, um, Spirit of Cowpunk. This was the one they put out in 2008. And this song, The Devil's Face, is from the Spirit of Cowpunk, which they released in the in 2008. It's quite a while ago, but not in my life since I'm old and um, and have my ass hanging down to my but the backside of my knees already. So so um, 11 years is basically nothing for me. But what indeed is something for me is the band called The Waltons with their uh, super hit, The Devil's Face.
shut down She stood all night long on the main street of my town I paid her back with a bullet from the devil's gun There was so much peace under the rising sun When I got caught, I was no more on the run They asked me to tell them why I did what I've done I told them my story when I looked into the devil's face They stopped me before I killed the whole human race I saw a smile on the devil's face He said, go and kill the whole human race You're so strong, you're my number one So I go my way with my peacemaking gun So strong, you're my number one So I go